welcome back to the Step Into Your Power podcast. I'm your host, Danny Underwood, a lawyer turned mindset coach, a mum, and a high vibe boss babe. This podcast is here to delve into all things mindset and self development to help you step into your power and become the best version of yourself. Hello, ladies, and welcome back to another episode of the Step Into Your Power podcast. So, I hope you all had a good week. Uh, My week has actually been quite full on because on top of doing all of my usual things and showing up for my clients, I also have my son's first birthday and christening uh, this weekend on Sunday. So I've been trying to do all the last minute things for that this week as well as everything else. So it has been a little full on, but it's been fine. I've been managing just a little busier than usual, but I'm also very grateful that You know, I have um, family and friends who are helping me out as well. Uh, So that obviously takes the pressure off a little bit. So in today's episode, I want to talk to you all about understanding and navigating conflict, right? Because this is another thing that uh, I've noticed has been coming up a fair bit with clients is uh, about how to navigate a conflict, right? When someone says or does something that you don't agree with, how to navigate that uh, consciously and intentionally uh, instead of just reacting and perhaps flying off the handle or just feeling like shit because of what has occurred or what someone said. So just before we get into the episode today, I do want to talk to you about my mastermind program that I'm starting in July called Building Your Brand. So this is for you if you have a desire to build a soul aligned business, right? To create more freedom and alignment in your life. So essentially in this mastermind, I am sharing everything I've learned over the past four years of being in business with both a product and service-based business and everything I wish I knew when I started, right? And everything I've learned, you know, not only through my personal personal experience, but also that I've paid tens of thousands of dollars for on business mentors that I'm sharing with you in the mastermind. You'll get nine live calls with me and we're going to be delving into how to work out your niche, defining your brand's values and its mission and vision. We're also going to be delving into getting clear on who your ideal client is so that you can market appropriately to the right people. We're going to be delving into how to build engaged social media communities because quite frankly, it doesn't matter how many followers you have, if you don't have an engaged community who are wanting to buy from you, then your followers means nothing. We're going to be delving into what solution you provide through your product or service to your ideal client. We're going to be talking about pricing and identifying your offer, uh, as well as doing some mindset work and also delving into what your brand content pillars are, which is so important for social media and for building an engaged social media community. So if you want more information or you just want to sign up, you know you're in, then DM me on Instagram or email me at danny at stepintoyourpowercoaching.com. So conflict generally occurs when someone says or does something that is either misinterpreted by the other person or the other person doesn't agree with what was said or done, right? And so it's really important to understand that we can't control other people's words or behavior. 
But what we can control is the meaning that we give to others' words and behaviours and we can control how we respond to that as well. So that's the first point here. And the next point I want to make is that the way we interpret things and the way we interpret the world around us and the way we interpret our reality is different because we all have different filters in our brains. Okay, so let me just dig into this a little bit. So you may have heard me run through this on other podcasts, but essentially we take information in, right, from the outside world, we take information in through our five senses and our five senses communicate and operate in unison with our brain, okay, sending the information to our brain. Now, there is an overwhelming amount of information going on in the world around us at any given time. And so it's impossible for us to actually take in and absorb everything that we see, hear, feel, smell, or taste. And so what our brains do is they reduce the input in three ways. So our brains do this through deletion, distortion, and generalization. So our eyes might pick up something, some movement, but that might actually not come into our conscious awareness because uh, upon the eyes communicating with our brain, our brain may determine that that isn't relevant to us. And so it might just delete that information. And so that never comes into our conscious awareness that we saw something even though our eyes work perfectly fine and they may have actually seen something, it didn't register in our conscious brain, right? And it's like when you are looking for something and you can't see it, your eyes work fine uh, and someone else can come in and see whatever it is that we're looking for and they say it's right in front of your eyes and you're like, how did I not see that, right? And that's just because your eyes are working perfectly fine, your eyes did see it, but it's not registering in your conscious brain because for some reason your brain is saying that that's not relevant and deleting that information. Another way in which our brains um, reduce the input, right, that or, or um, what comes into our conscious awareness is through distortion. So it changes the information to make it fit into our model of the world, right? So based on our past experiences uh, or our values and beliefs, we change the information that we're seeing, hearing, feeling, and it, it becomes distorted to mean the same as something else that we've previously experienced. And then the last way that our brains reduce input of what comes into our conscious awareness is through generalization. And so generalization is essentially in our brains, we have categories or classes of, of things. And again, this relates to, you know, previous experiences. Um, and so we generalize things into certain categories or classes and make things mean the same thing, even though they might not be the same. So example, past experience may have been, um, you saw someone get bitten by a snake. Okay. Uh, that wasn't a nice experience for you. And so now you might see a lizard and 
that might set you off, right? Because you are generalizing the lizard in the same category as a snake. And so you might be just as fearful of lizards now as you are as snakes um, because you're categorizing them in the same thing because they're, they're to mean the same thing because they are similar. But it's important to recognize they are not the same. And that this is just what our brain does. It deletes, distorts, and it generalizes information, right, in order to make sense of things uh, and to work out what it's going to bring into our conscious awareness and how it's going to bring that into our conscious awareness. And so when our brains are determining what to delete, distort, or generalize, they filter the information through our beliefs, values, past experiences, childhood conditioning, societal programming, and much more. Okay. So I don't want to get too into that today, but I wanted to give you some context as to, uh, how our brains, you know, um, recognize and pick up on information and, and then how that sometimes the way that we see things isn't actually reality or our reality could be very different to someone else's, even though we're, we're seeing the same thing, if that makes sense, because we have different filters in our brains, because we have had different past experiences, we have different values, we have different beliefs, we've had different upbringings. So our childhood conditioning uh, and societal programming may be different, right? And so these filters in our brain are different to so the way that we take in information and the meaning that we make of things is going to be different. And so when we're talking about conflict, it's so, so important to recognize this, right? Because often we only recognize in the world around us and in others what we already recognize inside of ourselves, what we know to be true for ourselves or what we've experienced in the past. And as I said, you know, we, I gave that example of the snake and the lizard, right? We recognize things and then we generalize that against a past experience and we tell ourselves that it must mean the same thing, which isn't always true. And so we need to be aware of this because if we are judging other people or recognizing things in them, we need to actually ask ourselves, why am I judging this person? Or why am I recognizing this within them? Because that is a mirror, right? We're all mirrors. We're, we're mirroring back to each other. We're, we're projecting onto other people what we actually recognize within ourselves. And, you know, sometimes that can be quite confronting because a lot of these things we suppress into our subconscious mind because, you know, perhaps we don't want to deal with it or, um, you know, it might be something that we're ashamed of. And then when other people exhibit those behaviors or say those things, we might judge them. And we might be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're wearing that or saying that or doing that. But upon further inquiry, if we can question, okay, why am I seeing that in this person? Why am I making what they're doing mean this? Where is that stemming from? What inside of me am I recognizing to project this onto them? And so then we can catch ourselves and instead of actually saying something in response and causing a conflict um, or perhaps saying our judgments out loud or telling someone off, right? When we do this self-inquiry first, when we have the awareness and, and we can recognize that, okay, perhaps that isn't true. Perhaps that's a story that I'm telling myself 
then we might actually start avoiding some conflicts, right? Because we realize that the thing that's upsetting us or triggering us isn't actually the other person. It's us. It's stuff deep within us that we haven't dealt with, that perhaps we need to deal with, we need to uncover, we need to resolve. And so, you know, another point here is sometimes it's easier for us to cause pain to others than to actually step up and deal with our own shit. Sometimes it is easier to project onto others, which then may very well turn into a conflict, right? If we're being nasty or getting angry or upset over things. But instead of taking the easy route and continuing to suppress what's really going on within us and, and, and what's triggering us and what we're recognizing in others, we need to actually step up and take responsibility. We need to acknowledge what's going on within us to make us make that judgment about someone to to have allowed that thing to trigger us or whatever it is for something to have made us feel a certain way. Like what is it that's going on within us? We need to step up and take responsibility instead of projecting onto others, right? We need to stop uh, offloading our shit onto others. And instead we need to notice what's going on within ourselves and then take action or get support to, to actually work through that and resolve those things, right? instead of causing pain and projecting your shit onto others and then making them feel exactly the same as as how you're feeling. And so the next thing in relation to navigating conflict, right? So that's obviously if you are projecting onto other people, that's some self-inquiry that, you know, you can engage in to help you avoid from, you know, perhaps starting conflicts. But if you feel like um, other people are the ones that are projecting onto you or other people are saying things that are uncalled for to you, then again, you need to be able to keep an open heart and an open mind. And instead of allowing what someone says to you to mean something for you, You have to recognize when they are projecting onto you as well. When you recognize that, you know, they said this thing that wasn't very nice and you can either take that and you can make that mean something for you and then again, that is going to cause you pain and make you feel like shit. Or you can take a step back and you can actually recognize and say, okay, for them to say that, there must be something deeper going on within them. It's actually them that's projecting onto me. So again, you can take responsibility by not reacting to what someone says or does because you have compassion for them because you can see that they're actually struggling. They've got things going on or they've got internal shit they need to work through as well. And so instead of, like I said, making what they say mean something for us, making us feel like shit, just take a few deep breaths, take a step back. And have the awareness to know when they're projecting onto you. And when that occurs, then you just brush off what they say. It doesn't mean anything to you because it's not even about you. It's a, that comment was actually about them. They are projecting. And then the next 
thing in relation to, you know, navigating conflict is that, you know, often initially we might see or hear something that we don't like or we agree with. Obviously, I've talked about doing some self-inquiry about, you know, why is this triggering me? Why am I feeling like this? Uh, And doing that instead of actually reacting and causing pain and projecting onto others. But part of this as well is actually also asking the other person further questions, right? To help you understand their point of view, to ask them why they are seeing things in the way they do instead of instantly getting your back up at them and then, you know, obviously getting into a conflict situation. So if someone says something or does something you don't agree with, you know, you could say, how come you believe that to be true? Why is that the case for you? Can you explain to me where you're coming from? And sometimes people just use a word that means one thing to them, but means something different to you. And so upon questioning them, what they actually mean, sometimes they might not even be projecting. Sometimes it's just a poor choice of words. And when you can question, instead of getting upset, when you can question them about that and ask for further clarity about what they're actually saying and what, what they mean, and you listen to them, it might be that what you heard was not actually what they meant. They meant something else. You know, and this is a big thing in conflict. Is like we get so wrapped up in, you said this, you said this. And then we, we just argue and, you know, have these disagreements and these conflict situations. And then we focus on what the other person's done wrong or said that's wrong instead of actually trying to understand their point of view or trying to understand what they actually mean. And so, again, instead of getting upset or angry, start asking questions about what someone actually means or why they use a certain word. What does that mean to them? Does that mean the same thing to them as to you? And it's likely that, you know, perhaps you either misinterpreted what was said because your brain deleted, distorted and generalized information that they said that came out their mouth, or they generally used a poor choice of words. And as I said, remember, our life experiences are all so different. Therefore, the way we perceive things are going to be so, so different. So instead of making something mean something to you, right, or assuming something and which makes you feel, you know, angry, sad, disappointed or whatever, firstly, question yourself. Secondly, question the other person. And thirdly, if you question yourself, you question the other person and, you know, you you still can't see eye to eye you still can't see their point of view or you can see their point of view but you still don't agree with it then simply notice it's a projection and show that person compassion and love for what they must be struggling with and dealing with to be projecting that onto you want to know my secret formula to turn your desires into reality download my free manifesting magic ebook linked in the show notes the last thing here is 
when someone consistently does violate your physical or emotional space, then perhaps it's time to distance yourself from that person or to set boundaries, right? Because you know, no matter what the relationship is, your emotional and physical health comes first. And so if you've worked through all your own shit and you've done all the self-inquiry about, okay, why am I making this mean something to me? Why is this triggering me? But you've become aware of that. And I also just want to say, I don't think you're ever going to work through everything. But it's about becoming aware of what triggers you, okay? You may never fully resolve every single trigger or, you know, all of your internal shit. But it's just having that awareness about what is triggering you and then recognizing when you're triggered and understanding why you're triggered. But again, um, you know, when you question the other person and if you still uh, don't agree with their point of view and if they're continually perhaps projecting onto you, okay, whatever it is they're doing, if that's violating your physical and or emotional space and it's, it's a consistent thing that's happening, then like I said, it's time to distance yourself from them or to set some boundaries. So distancing yourself from them could be, you know, hanging out with them less, right? Or not having certain conversations with them, not confiding in them about certain things if they uh, are going to make you feel like shit about something. But it's so important to remember that you can't control other people's words or behaviors, okay? So when setting boundaries, you can't expect to control another person, Okay, so setting boundaries, all you're doing is letting another person know or other people know what you will and won't tolerate, like what your standards are in your space, okay? And then it lets them know as well what response or what action you will take in response um, if they choose to continue to violate your boundaries or your physical or emotional space. So it's not telling someone you can't do this anymore because you make me feel like shit. It's saying, hey, you know, when you did this or when you did when you said that, it didn't make me feel very good in future. If you behave in that manner or you say that, then I'm going to leave or I'm not going to see you anymore. Whatever the consequence is, you have to let them know. You have to communicate clearly the boundary and, and you have to make the boundary about you. You have to let them know that it's to protect yourself, to protect your own physical and or emotional health. It's not about them. And that this standard, this boundary is a standard that you expect of everyone, right? It's not just about them. And you need to clearly communicate that to them because people are not mind readers. And then clearly communicate your response or your consequence, and this consequence or response has to be predetermined. You have to let them know that if you continue to act in that manner, then this is how I'll respond. I'll leave next time. Okay. And you need to do this out of a place of calm and love. You don't do it when you're in the middle of an argument or conflict. And most people may initially get upset, but those who really love you will actually, they'll come around, they'll, they'll acknowledge your boundaries and they'll actually acknowledge your, um, self-respect for yourself in setting a boundary, right? They'll actually admire that and that will then make them respect you more because they can see how much you respect yourself in terms of how you will and won't be treated. 
And if someone, you know, once you've communicated a boundary and the consequence or the response, if they continue to behave in that manner, then you need to ensure that if they do violate the boundary again in the future, you need to follow through with the predetermined consequence, not just threaten, right? Because if you're just threatening, then people are actually going to lose respect for you because they're going to say, well, you always say you're going to do this. You say you're going to leave if I do that, but you never do. And so they start to do it more. They lose respect for you. And that's not what we want. Okay. And those that don't respect your boundaries, consistently violate them, then it may mean that you don't even want to have a relationship with them in the future. And that's okay, right? Because like I said, your physical and mental health come first. doesn't matter who they are. You know, if they love you enough, they will respect your boundaries. If they don't love you enough to respect your boundaries and acknowledge how their behavior is, you know, impacting you, then they're not meant for you. You don't need them in your life. Okay. So they are some tips for working through and navigating and understanding conflict. So I hope that today's episode has been helpful for you. So if you have any questions uh, about today's episode or want to enroll in building your brand, DM me on Instagram or email me. Like I said, both of those will be linked in the show notes. And I do actually have a couple of one-on-one mindset coaching spots opening up in June. So if you are interested in working with me on a one-on-one capacity, um, or even if you want some more info, again, DM me and let's chat about how I can support you to heal and transform your mindset so that you can create those external changes in your life that you desire. Because remember, your external world is a reflection of your internal world. So I'm going to leave it at that for today. Like I said, I hope you found uh, today helpful. I hope you all have an amazing weekend and I look forward to speaking to you all again next week. Bye guys. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share the episode with a friend or on your Instagram stories. I also really appreciate you rating, reviewing and subscribing to the pod as it helps me gain credibility and reach more people.